We're live. Welcome to Thursday Thoughts. Today, we're going to talk about those just-in-time moments. Good morning, baby. Good morning, sweetheart. Hey, was a little bit. <sighs> those just-in-time moments. Have you ever had money show up just in time? Or friends show up just in time? Or you get saved from a situation just, just in, in time. time. We're going to talk about it today. We're going to talk about it right back in a moment. Good morning, my name is Brian McNeil. And I am Lisa Santiago McNeil. And thank you for joining us on our show, Let's Talk About It. We come to each Monday through Friday right here on the SIBN Network, on iHeartRadio, YouTube, TuneIn, as well as Facebook Live. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. Like, 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 like. Like, 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 like. Today is Thoughtful Thursday, just-in-time moments. Mm-hmm. What type of just-in-time moments would you like to share? Because we've all had some. Mm-hmm. A rescue came. Just in time. Just in time. You got in trouble. You see, <clears throat> a wife sees her husband stand up about to go make a fool of himself. And but she, she stops, stops him. him. Just, just in time. time. <laughs> just in time to keep him from acting crazy. Absolutely. How many times have you been in a situation in your life where um, your help or your situation changed just in time? I was sharing with my husband this morning about a situation that I experienced. And I was sharing with my wife some experiences that I've experienced too. It was just in time. It just happened to happen. To serendipity. Happen. Serendipity is a word that I used to love. It's such a cool word. It is. It's even fun to say. It doesn't have <laughs> enough play. Serendipity. I was, um, I was, it had to be 30 years ago, cut oh, maybe more than 30 years, because I think I was 20 when it happened. I was still living in New York, living on Grand Concourse, <clears throat> which is uh living in the Bronx, living on Grand Concourse. Grand Concourse is a like uh 12 lane highway or but, eight lanes. I don't know, whatever. I think it's like it's eight. Yeah. It's four on one side and four on the other. Right. Yeah. But <clears throat> it's also foot traffic too. Right. It's foot traffic. It's, it's highway with foot traffic. Absolutely is what it's like. Highway with foot traffic. Hey Bill, you back in uh Eastern the, the no, he's back on the West Coast. You back on the West Coast? I think you left. I don't know. Tell me. Tell me where you are. Just in time. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. I was going to say Oregon, but Portland is in Oregon. We're talking about just in time moments. When the rescue came just in time. The money came just in time. You were there for someone just in time. Just in time. So I was about 20 years old walking across this highway. It is a eight-lane highway that you walk across because... It has foot traffic. You can walk east or west and north <laughs> or south in New York on Grand Concourse. And the cars get to still drive fast. And the cars <laughs> do drive fast still. Um, I happen to be crossing 
the the highway crossing um the street the long way mm -hmm. across now, there the traffic. Is there, there is traffic lights too. Yes, okay. there's traffic lights. Okay. Uh and we had the, the light. Impression. We yeah. had the light when we started walking. Now, mind you, this is eight lanes of traffic. So sometimes the light is only going to get you up to halfway, but there's another platform to stand on mm -hmm. while you wait for the light to change. Right. That's what it's called, the median. Good morning, Melissa. That's right. We're waiting for Stephanie to jump on so that we can say happy birthday to you. Her birthday is today, and I'm excited. So I'm walking across, and people in New York walk fast. That's probably the reason why we walk fast, because the car gets you. But anyway, <laughs> I'm walking across, and another lady is walking across with her two children. She's walking across with her baby stroller that she's pushing, and she's walk walking across with the five-year-old who, by that age, you've been instructed to hold on to the side of the stroller until you get to the other side. But he had another idea. <clears throat> they're walking, they get halfway to the halfway. That means you're not up to the median, but you're in the middle of the street. And he takes off. He lets go of the stroller and he starts running. Now the mother is looking and screaming and yelling at him. Then she's pushing the stroller as fast as she can, but he's gone. And she can't navigate this stroller and chase after that baby. So instinct kicked in and I ran a little bit further and faster. And I grabbed the little boy before he stepped off of the next Midian. Cause that's what he had going up to he had going up to the next, like he was going to keep going. And before I knew it, I had whooped his little behind in the middle of the street. I did not know this lady. I did not know this little boy, but I knew that he had run away from his mother in traffic, and I had just saved him just in time, but my autopilot mama autopilot mentality had kicked in, and honey, it was over for him, but I whooped his butt. Obviously, I didn't beat him. I whooped his butt like pow, 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 and, um, and then I caught myself. I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, ma'am. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to whoop your child. And she said, if you hadn't whooped him, I would have. And she thanked me for helping her to save her child. I helped them get all the way across um, because she still had more, uh, more, what do you call it to go? More high, more street to cross. Yeah, I walked them the rest of the way. I held his hand. I walked them the rest of the way and they got there safely. In Ooh. that moment, that was a just-in-time moment. It was, was just-in-time moment. But that mother needed some help. Mm -hmm. She needed some help. She was doing the best she could. <laughs> Hold on to the stroller. And he started, but then he had an idea. How many of you guys know a five-year-old can have another idea? Five-year-old <laughs> and their idea, honey. But he had two mamas ready to help him figure that idea out. Now, Brian, what you said to me earlier was interesting. You said you probably saved his life a few times. Yeah, more than once. Because <laughs> you'll remember the next time he tried that. <clears throat> nope. Last time I tried that, some stranger came out of nowhere with my butt. Any random stranger could whip my ass if I run out and run away from my mother. So that's probably not a good idea. And that probably implanted in his mind. There have been moments in your life where your rescue came just in time. You know, I remember... Um, I was telling Lisa this one story. I've got a lot of them, and I know you do too. Share. Yes. Um, I was telling Lisa this. Oh man, that was mine. 
Dang. I don't want to hit. Nah, eat it. She took my last piece of bacon, y'all. Oh, the half of a half a piece. It was mine. I'd already bit the first half. I know. Don't so you bit it for me? No. Show can't even go on. No more. <laughs> she ate my bacon. But anyway, uh, you want it back? No, I don't want it back. <laughs> anyway, um, I was I was telling Lisa about when I was in the army. I was a teenager. I was eighteen years old, <clears throat> and uh, me and my buddy and a couple of girls. We was in the mall doing teenage stuff, just walking and talking. We weren't doing nothing wrong. We was having a good time with each other in the mall. And just walking up the mall, teenagers, 18-year-old, physically fit. And I saw ahead of me, um, this elderly black lady had put one foot on the escalator, and her other foot hadn't made it up there yet. So the escalator was going up, kind of dragging her. And then when her bottom foot got off the platform, onto the escalator, mm -hmm. I saw her slowly start to tilt backwards. And she was like this. It was in slow motion. And if that top foot had gotten off the step, she would have been tumbling on the es metal escalator. I saw this happening, and I sprinted. Pew! And as her foot left this thing, and she's falling now, I just happened to catch her right on time. Mm -hmm. And she didn't weigh nothing. Okay? The whole way, I carried her up the escalator in that same position. I didn't shift positions or nothing. I just kept her there. I didn't try to straighten her up or nothing. I kept her right there. And she was praising God and hollering the whole way up there. Oh, Lord Jesus, thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, God, thank you. I said, young man, thank you. Oh, God. I was like, okay, I got you. Okay, I got you. And then I got, when I got that safety, she was so grateful. But that was a just-in-time moment. I didn't even think about not running to help that lady. Just-in-time. Just for mm -hmm. her, that was a just-in-time moment for her. You were in the right place at the right time. Good morning, Miss Phyllis. Good morning, Dr. Beverly. That's right, Bill. He says, not the last half, and he laughed him. I'm saying. You, you committed a crime, baby. It, first of all, let me say this with the last half. It was on the plate with what looked like rapper trash. Rapper trash? Yeah. You're I still had some in it. <laughs> I didn't see it. I just saw the bacon. I didn't see the anything else. And I said, oh, he probably doesn't want that. Probably doesn't want that. I didn't think to ask. Is that your piece, Brian? Are you still eating that? Nothing. Uh, it was delicious. I did something this morning I haven't done in a long time, actually. Um, and I'm y'all watch Lisa's face now, y'all. Everybody pay attention to Lisa's face. Okay. I she wanted eggs. So I got up and I scrambled her some eggs today. I scrambled, I put butter in the pan and I used butter as a base. He and, did. Um, and I used, um, I took two eggs. I used yes. two eggs. I used a plastic whisk to whip it up. And um, I put a little salt, a little pepper, and I cooked it first. First thing, I, I whisked it by itself. Then I put the eggs in the hot, I had um, the frying pan on the hot. So I put the eggs in there first and let it sit for a few moments. And then I added my salt and pepper and then I started to scramble it. And then after it got good and scrambled, I added parsley to it. And then I scrambled it some more. I kind of scrambled a little bit harder. And then after I felt it was scrambled enough, I added cheese to it. Okay, this is what I did. Shredded cheese. Okay. So I made my wife's cheesy eggs this morning. I hadn't made eggs in a very long time. I'm, Why? I'm allergic to eggs, personally. Yes, I'm allergic to eggs. And I don't even like the smell of eggs. Okay. It makes me a little nauseous. But I made her eggs today. How were the eggs, Lisa? They were delicious. You hadn't said anything. I did. You said, um, 
I said, did I put too much salt in it? He says, no, you didn't put too much salt. No. But you didn't tell me they were good. They were delicious. Good morning, Brother Mark. <laughs> I was looking for you yesterday. He says, good morning to those who have been blessed to see another day. Get excited about what this day can bring. And more importantly, what you bring to this day. Amen. Let's get it. Amen. Amen. Let's get it, Brother Mark. Actually, Melissa could be very happy you're here so she gets her song. <sighs> What a good hubby. You can cook me some scramby 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 eggs anytime, Pawpaw. So I hooked her up with some eggs today, and she apparently thought they were good. Okay? That was good. They were delicious, and I was actually more so than the fact that they were delicious. I was grateful. Just grateful that he made them because he don't eat eggs. He, I don't think you've ever had to make, you've ever made eggs for me. No, I don't think I ever made eggs for you. Mm -hmm. I made eggs for my children. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I don't think I've ever made eggs for you, but I did today. Okay. Um, we're talking about just in time moments. Just in time moments. The money showed up just in, there was a time in my mm, first marriage. Mm, mm. I'm in my mid-20s. I got a wife and toddlers, okay, Bri and Dads, and the wolf was at the door. I was in straight commission sales. She was at a stay-at-home mom. You know, she was a stay-at-home mom for the last five and a half years we were married. She didn't bring any money and I brought all the money in on a straight commission job. That's right. And um, the wolf was at the door. We were in dire straits. And my mother said, because uh, we didn't know what we was going to do. We was young and dumb. And my mother said, Brian, there's a mail here for you. Okay. So she lived 22 miles away. I lived in Raleigh. She lived in Durham, 22 miles. And I drove up to Durham. And it was a, um, my family was with me. And it was an, a mail from New York, a bank in New York, Chase Bank in New York. My parents had opened an account when I was a baby. And that account had matured long ago. And they sent me a check. Mm. A big check, too. A big check. Yeah. All right, now. Just in time. Just in time. Because we needed that money. Absolutely. <laughs> Just in time. I could not have thought Chase Bank sent me a, a check. No, I couldn't have orchestrated that in any way. Some people was like, that's God helping you right then because you needed the help. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Those trust in time moments, we can attribute them to God. Some people attribute them to luck. Some people attribute them to happenstance. Oh, Miss Phyllis is at the gym. Get yours, girl. I'm glad to hear that. I got my workout on yesterday. Yeah. I got right. a good workout on yesterday. Chest and arms. And uh, I did my thing yesterday, man. Yeah. <clears throat> I pushed. I lifted. Um, I did all kinds of sets yesterday. So I got my workout in. That felt good, actually. So I'm, I can tell, looking at myself on screen, I, I'm going to have to chill a little bit because I can see that I'm bulking up. You know, I'm bulking up. After that one workout. Yeah. Uh-huh. I've one workout. <laughs> Can't you see? All this bulk, I see you know, it. bulking up. Yeah. This shirt is, is, is straining. It's straining against whole muscles. <laughs> that one workout is a beast. Don't we all wish that the workouts worked that way? <laughs> We're talking just-in-time moments. I saw this thing online the other day. Um, this woman, she had a, a little stand set up on the side of the street mm -hmm. selling ice cream or ices or something like that. And a little girl about nine years old came up to her stand and bought an icy and, and paid for it <clears> and <throat> started to walk off. And the little girl's happy. She's licking her icy or ice cream. And the woman that sold it to her looked ahead of the street where the girl was walking, and she saw a van 
parked at the street with the door open. Mm. And she saw a man leaning close to the building. So the little girl would have had to pass between the van and the man. Right. And the woman saw that. So she runs around her her stand and runs up to the little girl and puts her arm around the little girl and starts chit-chat with the little girl mm-hmm. and walks her down the block. Okay. Just in time. Who knows how what would have happened there? And then the woman looked back over her shoulder. The man got into the van. The van pulled off. And that child, I mean, that could have been a very different situation. A very different situation if that lady hadn't had the presence of mind to protect the child. She saw that happening. And she was there just in time. How many times have you been cut off on traffic by someone driving crazy just in time and further down the road you see that car in an accident i've had that happen to me once absolutely good morning cat how are you this morning cat ivy is on um ivy's in this morning right good good morning cat cat we talk about just in time moments and in 15 minutes we're going to read our beauty card and um we're going to do our greeting songs about 9 40 that's our rhythm okay (laughs) But just in time moments, have you been rescued or you rescued someone else just in time? Had something shown up for you? How about that time that you was about to get jumped in a fight and your buddy showed up and they didn't want to jump you no more? Uh Just in time. (laughs) Um, A situation happened. I think it was Sister Jeanette um, is is her name from church. And she was... um, just driving down the highway and another car was driving with her and sideswiped her, uh, sideswiped her. She's fine. Thank and praise God. But the side of her car is jacked up. It's jacked up for it. Now in that situation, you might think, Oh, well, that's not a just in time moment. She still got hit, but she didn't get hurt. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't get hurt. So sometimes just in time is just saved by grace. And sometimes it's like a daggone movie. The superhero in the action movie or the star of the action movie runs and jumps out the window from the building and just in time, a tractor trailer carrying a boatload of mattresses is going by. (laughs) Yeah, just in time. Brother Mark says, when good people come into your life just in time, just in time, you needed them. Just in the time you needed them, just in time to reveal a lesson, just in time to be a blessing. For many, the empowerment duo showed up just in time. Wow. We often underestimate the appearance of people who show up in our lives just in time. Thank you very much. What a great and sober reminder, um, Brother Mark. I appreciate that. The empowerment duo show showed up just in time. Now, we never think of it that way. However, Mark, um, I've had, Lisa and I have had someone say that to us before, that today's episode is what I need to hear right now, that particular episode, you know? There are so many ways that God uses uses us to impact one another. Grand Rising Cat, amen, 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 amen. We had a just-in-time moment, Cat, you and I. Um, oh, you did. It's, I, I believe so. I don't want to speak for Cat, but I do believe that we that God uh, God intervened when He allowed us to meet when He allowed us to meet. You okay? Yes. 
that there was uh, a very different energy that was going on in her life and that she needed the sisterhood. And here we go. It showed up. Amen. Yes, ma'am, Sister Cat. Amen. Um, that it, it was a just-in-time moment, I think. I will allow you to, um, to share it if you like. Um, Dr. Beverly says, as I am sitting here thinking of my just-in-time moments, all of my just-in-time moments has to be divinely intervened by angels. Not just me, but my family, meaning my children, and then those just-in-time money moments. And then a Sunday when they would sing that song, Just in the Nick of Time, yeah. he saved this old soul of mine, gave me a light to shine for some lost sheep that's trying to find him even in the midst of the storm, I have to say. Even in the midst of the storm, I don't have to be alone. I've got to give him the glory, and I can't see the rest of it. I can't find it. Here it is. Okay. It's down. Oh, it didn't come through yet. No, not mine. You have to give him the glory. I I can't see the rest of the comment um, because it was just alone. But I do believe that. They, those just-in-time moments, those are serious. I think, honestly, they are remarkable and they're thankful. Uh, Brother Craig says, Mark, I showed up just in time for the cards. <laughs> Amen. You got 10 minutes to the cards. We are going to be sharing the cards. Amen. Um, and, and I don't take that moment lightly that Cat and I's paths crossed. I don't take that moment lightly at all. I'm grateful for it. And I'm grateful for the impact that we've had in one another's lives. I'm thankful for it. We're we talking about, go ahead. We don't speak often, but she's always in my heart. And I would like to think that I'm often in her thoughts and in her prayers. You like Cat Ivy. I love Cat. I love Cat. I love Cat. I do. It's true. Oh, that's so funny. Mm. But that's not funny, funny. It's like, it's just interesting, peculiar, funny. Okay. But anyway, um, we're talking about just-in-time moments. Cat Ivy says, my daughter was in a horrible car accident two weeks ago. Oh, no. The angels, the ancestry, gods were with her. Praise God. They were just in time. Amen. She was in a horrible accident. And praise I'm God. glad that she's okay. Um, I'm hoping that she's okay. And we love you back. And we are sending prayers for whatever recovery she might have to go to and the restoration of whatever property. And just God will work it all out in ways that we don't even understand and expect. You know, as Lisa and I were talking this moment about these just-in-time moments, a thought came to me, and I shared it with Lisa, and I'm going to share it with you as well. Um, when Lisa caught that child running across the Grand Concourse, that mother needed some help. Very often in our lives, very often in our lives, we need help too. And I came to the thought that <coughs> no matter how strong or capable you are, Life is a team sport. We all make it through this thing together. There are times when even you need someone to carry you or help you. There were times that me too and Lisa too, we need each other. We have to help each other. You know, um, Simon Sinek, who, who does the Start With Why, and he's just a brilliant mind. He tells a story about um, the Navy SEALs, okay? The Navy SEALs is like the highest level of trained. Okay, and he was talking to some Navy SEALs and he was asking them, what kind of guys make it through? Because it's really grueling. Mm. I mean, they, they keep you awake for like 48 hours, you know, a week of hell kind of thing. Right. So who makes it through? What kind of guys make it through? And the guys that were saying, well, we could tell you who won't make it through. 
The people who don't make it through are the guys who like to delegate every single thing. Okay. They come to the place. I want to delegate everything. Like they don't make it. Okay. Mm. He says the guys that are super strong muscles and everything, and they want to show off their physical fitness. They don't make it either. The guys that are um, uh, selfish, they never make it. Mm. No matter how fit they are, no matter what skill, the guys who are accustomed to always being in charge like that, they don't survive mm. um, Navy SEAL training. He says the guys that survive are the ones that, even when they're mentally and physically exhausted, exhausted, they still find the energy to help the guy next to them. The ones that were focused on helping each other, they're the ones that make it. And they're very often small and wiry. <clears throat> they don't look like the elite fitness, but yeah. they made it through the swimming and the cold and the sleep deprivation and the hustle because yeah. they folk. He said, though, the ones that focus on helping somebody, they're the ones that make it. I honestly believe that um, the desire to save someone other than yourself is a powerful feeling. It's a powerful feeling. It's I a remember, powerful force. It, yeah. I remember when um, I was very early in business, very new in the game with my coaching Mm -hmm. And um, my brother wanted me to help him, uh, to help him figure out, to help him figure out uh, um, his why, because that was when I, when I had first launched Discovering Your Why. And Brother Mark says, I only speak the truth, Brian, most of the time anyway. Real always appreciates real. Your show is successful because of the genuineness, sincerity, and goodness that comes from you two is definitely real. We got him fooled, though. No, you can't. It's, it's hard to fake anything for long. <laughs> and we've been doing this for, um, since 2016. So, my gosh, seven years? Mm -hmm. So, the in the conversation, what the reason why he wanted to start his business on his own. And at the time we were talking about why he wants to do his business on the own and how he wants to do it and everything. But the why was what we kept getting hung up on. Okay. Because in his mind, the only reason why was I want to make a lot of money yeah. and I want to be able to make my own schedule. I want to be able, and that was the why okay. for a really long time. That was the only why that he could come up with. And um, I hope it's okay that I share this. My brother's not on. He's not on Facebook and he's not on here. So he won't know. But, um, <laughs> but um, it wasn't until we drilled down and it took some time and it took some aggravation. He was angry with me by the time we finished this conversation because it was only when he finally broke down and admitted that the reason why he wanted the money and the reason why he wanted his own time and all of that was because our uh, his mother, who was my surrogate mother, his mother, who was my uh, foster mother of sorts, was working all the time. She had made all these sacrifices, not just for her children, but for other children. And he wanted to be successful for her. He wanted to be successful so that he could be there for her and for the rest of our family and so that he could have and do and be able to do all those things. But articulating that was so difficult because there was so much emotion behind it that he couldn't get, 
the the braggadocious was I want to make a lot of money. It was it, it was easier to articulate mm -hmm. than I don't want to see another single mother ever have to go through what my mom did. And that root of why is so important. When we get to the true why, the real why, it's often outside of ourselves and it's often the driving force to get us to go through what we need to go through to really get to the success that we need because we're no longer doing it just for us. That's an amazing thing when you drill down like that. Like this is talking about, um, I want to make a lot of money. When you drill down, what they really want is some freedom. Or they want some time to themselves. They want to go uh, and can. They want to can um, um, jams or jellies. Okay, but I want to. I want to make a lot of money, really, because I want to work on my. I want to be in my garden all day. Okay, that's what they want. But they'll say this and that when you drill down. We saw. Um, let's read. Uh, Doctor Beverly says my father was a Navy SEAL, and I believe I have permission to say that all Navy SEALs are a bit touched. My father was my personal MacGyver. <laughs> Probably. Because <laughs> they're different birds to fly through that kind of thing. Dr. Bill says, yes, freedom is what he was wanting. But he wanted freedom for more than just himself. He wanted freedom for his mother. Yeah. We saw a live demonstration of that when my friend, uh, our friend Lucinda Cross, Otini, or Lucinda Cross came and to do her big-ass tour at our, at our facility, at our place, a couple of years ago. And um, she took this lady out of the audience and she asked the lady, um, what do you want to do with your life? And the lady said, I want to be a life coach and I want to be a speaker. And Lucinda says, okay, why do you want to do that? She goes, because I believe I have a word to share with the world and I believe I can be helpful. helpful. And then she said, well, why is that important to you? And she, went, she was going like this. And then why does that matter? Why do you want to do that? Why this? Why that? And she asked that lady seven times, why? Okay. And it came down to she wanted to be free to be herself. She wanted the freedom to finally be herself. And it was just, and even though she wasn't hiding what she was doing, she was saying, why that? And why does it? And she was counting them. She had her hands like this. And the lady was just sitting there. And the whole lady's demeanor just got transfixed. Really, really powerful, powerful thing. Seven times she asked her, why does that matter? Or why do you want to do that? Um, and drilling down is where the real answer is. That surface stuff, even in selling, I teach people the first objection is rarely the real one. So you should ignore it. Don't bother overcoming the smokescreen. Can't afford it. Okay. That don't mean anything. Just ignore that until you get to something. Brother Mark goes on to say, consequently, you attract the same type of people you're on in your audience. We do. So nicer, genuine good we attract where what we are at the core of a at what we are at the core of our beings that's true we are we all arrived in the life of someone just in time even though we may not have realized it ourselves wow the other person did and that's a beautiful thing now you can count on mark giving you one today he gave us two <laughs> good job thank you mark william brown lisa i think i really get connected to my why because of your sharing about your brother. Thank you. You know, this has got <clears throat> some beautiful brothers. There was a time, um, the last time we went to New York, 
Uh, one of her brothers picked us up mm-hmm. and he's a poet and he's been a poet his whole life. And he has collections of poems and he has not yet published. He had not at the time. He's published now. He's published now. At the time, he had not yet published any of his work. And he was uh, in the car with us. And Lisa and I were trying to be helpful to him in his mission. Lisa has a knowledge base. She knows what she's doing. She's been publishing books for a long time. I have a knowledge base, too. I know what I'm doing. I study. I talk to people. So we were trying to help him, but it wasn't working. And because of what he, the life he wanted, and there were some answers that he wanted or needed that we didn't have for him in the car. And one of us had the brilliant idea to call one of our friends who's in the world of poetry. We called up Ja, our friend Ja Smalls. Ja is in the house. I hope he pops up now. But we called up Ja, and Ja just so happened to be free enough to take the call. Yes. Okay. And Ja was ready for the call. So we explained to Ja what was going on, and Ja took over and ministered to Lisa's brother in that car from one poet to another. Because he respected Ja, he listened to what Ja said, and Ja had a word for him at the ready. And it was an amazing thing to happen just in time because that brother, Lisa's brother, he still talks about that moment. Yes. He still talks about that. Years later, man, that phone call meant everything. That car got transfixed into a church. It was. It was church in that car. Just in time. Hello, Julie Ray. We talk about those just in time moments in your life. It's now 931. Lisa is going through her beauty cards to select one that her anointed hands and eyes just choose. It might even be the same card you've heard before, but whatever it is for the day, this is what we got. This is looking forward. Looking forward. It's looking forward. It's a picture of a is that a lighthouse? Is that inside a lighthouse or inside a boat? Out, looking out onto the water. I don't know what it is. I don't think it's a lighthouse. So it says, from your now moment, softly turn your inner gaze to what lies ahead. Imagine a future for yourself that is filled with joy. Hey, Brittany, beauty and wonder. Ask yourself, What's the best thing that can happen? Which is a much better question. Instead of what's the worst thing that can happen? What's the best thing that can happen? I find that we can manifest those just-in-time moments when, peace, Sister Barbara. Wait, wait, we got to catch up here. I'm going to share something with you in just a moment. Okay. Um, I'm going to say again, good morning, Julie Ray Hamtree, Brittany Thomas. Good morning, Brittany. Brittany. And good morning, Barbara Holmes-Smith. We are talking about just-in-time moments. Those moments in your life where your rescue showed up, the money showed up, the opportunity showed up, just in time. Those moments in your life where you were there for someone just in time. And I know that's happened to you. Absolutely. No, we only do one card with this kind of thing, Sister Julie. And we're going to all share in this looking forward card. And, And I want you to remember that question, what's the best thing that can happen That's a manifestation trigger. A lot of times we don't realize that we're manifesting, whether it's good or bad. That's what's the worst that can happen. And we look for the thing that can happen. Oh, this is going to happen or that's not going to work out and everything is going to be horrible. But if you turn your thoughts to what's the best (laughs) thing that can happen you can then manifest the best thing that can happen. Crystal and, Blake, I'm sorry, baby. Go ahead. Finish your thought. I have often 
I have finally come to the place where I'm not even going to manifest. I'm not even going to try to think of what's the best thing that's going to happen. Like, I'm not going to try to create it. Not always. I'm going to say, God, bless me. Bless this in the best way that you can think to bless. Because God's just-in-time moments are better than any just-in-time moments that we can manufacture in our own imagination. Amen. Amen for that word, Lisa. Um, Crystal Blake, good morning. Sorry I'm late. I was looking for the live show to show up on Brian's page. I had a challenge this morning. I couldn't get it over. I tried to share it over there, and it, was, it wouldn't get over. Technological challenge for some reason. And then I tried it again, and then I decided to devote my time to the show. I will forward it over. Uh, Sister Barbara says, I'm looking forward to my next JIT, just in time. I have had many, many JIT moments. God bless me indeed. Absolutely. The prayer in JBAS, the prayer of JBAS will bless you better than you could even bless on your own. I almost want to go back to one thing Brother Mark said about this show. He said, This show, we have attracted a certain type of person. I believe that. We have attracted um, nice people supportive people, smart people. And how did that happen? How did we manifest that? You know, water seeks its own level. Yeah. And we were that we were the good ground for someone else. Yeah. Good ground showed up. Oh, you're going to go ahead, baby. So I want to play this moment for you because this is another just in time moment that blessed me. When I received it from my husband, I smiled and I was grateful and thankful. And I want to share it with you. I'm excited today to talk to you about a friend of mine now. His name is Brian K. McNeil. Why is he a friend now? Well, I was struggling in my business to sell because I really didn't like sales until I met Brian K. McNeil. He gave me techniques and sales strategies that I had never heard before. He taught me the psychology of selling. And now I'm a lean, mean selling machine. Baby, let me tell you, Brian K. McNeil knows exactly what to do. He knows his stuff. If you're looking to increase your sales volume at all, and if you're a business owner, that goes without saying, you have to hire Brian K. McNeil. He's the best of the best that I've ever seen. Thank you so much, Brian K. McNeil, for being my sales confidence coach, because now I'm confident when I sell. <laughs> that was a beautiful just-in-time moment. And that was a beautiful moment that I received, that we received. Uh, and I loved it. I thought it was beautiful. Bill said, <laughs> baby, baby, let, let me, me tell you. you. <laughs> Love it. Amen. Amen. Brittany says, the moment I met you guys, just-in-time moment for the rest, for the of, rest my of, life. of my life. Oh, Amen. What a nice thing to say. Thank you, Brittany. Um, the moment that we met Brittany was a just-in-time moment for the rest of her life. Uh, and I'm glad you put worded it that way, Brittany, for the rest of your life, because we never, ever, ever, ever want to not know what's going on with you. We want to be with you forever, for the rest of your life, okay? Absolutely, and I think it's beautiful. It was a just-in-time moment for me. I had, um, I had a, sometimes a just-in-time moment is an emotional moment. Okay. It's not necessarily a transactional moment, but it's an emotional moment. And I had a just-in-time moment a couple of mornings ago. Um, podcast Paula, Paula Okone, mm -hmm. reached out to me, and she said to me, 
she's doing a segment on children's books or something like that. And she wanted to know, um, she wanted to know my children's books. So I had a just, I had a, I had a, a, a revelatory moment for myself because I listed out the books, all of the children's books, not just mine, but all of the ones that I had anything to do with. And that number came up to 13 children's books. Amazing. And I was able to name them and list them. But what's even more important is that there was a moment in there, and there have been many moments, many, I think I've tried to be transparent, that I have felt separated from my game because of the sickness and having to redirect how I've been um, interacting with individuals and my business and everything else. But it was the moment that I needed to remind myself of what God had already used me for. It's amazing. Because 13 children's books? And every one of those books was a book that was created in an effort to give a message of health, growth, love, kindness, perseverance. And it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Um, Barbara says, curious though, why was Brian's testimonial a just-in-time moment for you. For you. Like I, like I said, so for my, my life is different now in this past month since being sick. I have been and I am still a very independent and autonomous woman, but I have always been very, very proud of my husband. And although he is an amazing individual, I was uncomfortable relying on my husband, not to any fault of his own. He would love it if I would just let him do everything. <laughs> he would love it if I would just let him do anything, everything. But remember, Women's Empowerment Networks was birthed was because, birthed because yeah. I never wanted another woman to have to rely on the graces of a man to provide her with any level of security. Because it was just, it was just very, very difficult for me as as a younger person to go through those things where I had to make decisions based upon whether or not the husband would would want it, whether or not the man would be acceptable or amenable to it. And I I, I admitted this in the women's empowerment meeting, but the I became the opposite, and I think Bill can attest to this. Sometimes when you avoid a label you avoid reality mm. because I became the opposite. Now, instead of the mission being, you don't have to rely on the significant other than anything else. It became, you never have to rely on. You don't have, you don't ever have to rely on or depend on. You will always make your own decisions and it will always be better for you that way. And truthfully, this is some somewhere in the, in the middle. But honestly, Barbara, hearing your testimony reminded me that my husband is as amazing as he is and that he is impacting people's lives in a positive way and that he is the type of individual that I can trust. Now, I know that I've been with him for six years, but being in a new frame of mind where I didn't only have, where I had some liberties taken away from me, uh, you couldn't move. You couldn't do anything. You know, um, <clears throat> I appreciate what Lisa said and what Sister Barbara said, too. And we're going to get to what you wrote, Dr. Beverly. Um, you know, Lisa was sick a couple of years ago for about a week. And she couldn't work for about a week. And I took care of her and I took care of everything else, the household bills and all that. 
And then she said to me at the time, you know, Brian, this is amazing because you just demonstrated to me that if I can't do it, you can carry it. You can carry the household. You can pay all the bills and all that kind of stuff. So it was great. I and mean, that felt good. But this time was really six weeks. Okay. Um, from the time we first got COVID to the hospital to recovery, I added up. It was about six weeks where she was really couldn't be herself. I'm having to recover. That was longer. And I can see how that was messing with her. You know, for six weeks, she couldn't produce, you know, the way she wanted to produce. And even beyond that, even even as the physical is returning the abilities, the psychological and the mental abilities are still strained for me. Yeah. So you're working your way back. Mm -hmm. Now, this has been a very good week um, for my household. You know, we're doing pretty good. Um, So I'm happy about that. Dr. Beverly says, Brittany, that is so true. I met Brian and Lisa at the at the time of my life, a just in time part of my life, and the, they rescued me from somebody named Woo, <laughs> named Woodruff. And I don't mind saying his name. He was a scam. He was a fraud, and they received me, uh, rescued me socially, emotionally, and spiritually from this person. Yeah, that guy was evil. Okay, <laughs> evil. Okay, and we discovered that too. So and we definitely wanted to rescue people from him. Um, Amen, Bill. He says yes when you. Okay, when Sister you, Barbara says yes, he is fine by her. That's and right. And then Barbara Holmesman said, "Wow," to your testimony, Lisa. And now Bill says, "Bill says yes when you avoid or reject the label, you can become its shadow. Ooh, face its reality and get free of it." And Bill that is was brilliant. that was what that moment was. <laughs> That's a freaking brilliant statement right there, Bill. Golly. That's amazing, Bill. When you avoid or reject the label, you can become its shadow. What? Face its reality and get free of it. Sister Brittany says, I met them just in time because I was at a point in my life where I needed more. Brittany, her story, Lisa and I meeting her is amazing because it was fast. Okay. What happened from the moment we saw Brittany and we experienced her essence before we met her. Before we met her. But once we met her, the growth it. and the love and the productivity happened fast. She launched a business. Boom, Britney's Beads. And, and, and well, she already had the business. She re-infused re her business. She got public. I mean, everything was boom, 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 boom. It was on a mission. She's still missionizing. <laughs> yes, I said missionized, and I made the word up. That's a Britney word. She is missionizing. All right, we got to move on. She is on a mission to become everything that God has decided that she should be. All right, we got to get ready to do our greeting songs. we like five minutes late. William Brown, Barbara H. Smith says, William, William, that was truly on point. And Brittany says, God accelerated this time. Absolutely. What we're going to do, Lisa's right, we've been doing this show Monday through Friday since October of 2016. Some of you guys have been rocking with us for years. Some of you guys are consistent contributors to the show. And for those of you who do that, we like to thank you. And the way we thank you is with greeting songs or greeting logos. For example, William Brown, he's first today, and he has a greeting song. And we're not late. 9.45 is when we start the song. No, we start at 9.42, baby. No, I don't. Oh, Lisa. <laughs> William Brown's song goes, <clears throat> good morning to our friend Bill. Nobody, Nobody thinks like, like him still. We love him so, and we always will. Our, Our friend, friend Bill. Bill, and he should be your friend too. Miss Melissa Price has a jam as well, and her jam goes, 
Bam, 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 now it's time for us to sing her song, Melissa's on. Good morning, Miss Melissa Price, girl, baby. Melissa's on, Dr. Miss Beverly. Dr. Beverly has a logo, and it goes, Dr. Beverly is on the show. Good morning, Dr. Beverly. Good morning, Miss Phyllis George has a logo as well, and it goes, Miss Phyllis is here. So clear the way. Miss Phyllis is here. Now we can all have a great day. Day. Good morning, Miss Phyllis. Good morning, Miss Phyllis. Good morning, Brother Mark. Mark Greer has a jam as well. <clears throat> Mark Greer's jam is <clears throat> so wide you can't get around it. So low you can't get under it. So high you can't get over it. Mark Greer is under a groove. He's getting down just for the funk of it. Mark Greer is under a groove. Nothing can stop us now. Cat Ivy is here. You remember her jam? No. Yes, you do. It's something about she meant Cat Ivy does it better. She makes angrya and she does something else too. Cat Ivy does it better than you. <laughs> Uh, we skipped one. Oh, the, it was the um the what you call it rice. What the jerk chicken rice? Okay, that she does. Craig Sab, Craig, Craig Sab. One thousand degrees. You'll be on your knees and you'll be burning bacon, please, brother. Freeze. Come on, Craig. Craig, let me borrow your VCR so I can double tape. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Julie Ray Hammertree has a jam. Julie Ray Hammontree. Find out what she means to me. Julie Ray Hammontree. For those of you guys who think we're being a little silly here and greeting people like this, or you might want your own jam, you can get one. You can get your own jam by you contributing to the show. Get it. You can get your jam by contributing to the show or, or recommending a jam for you. Like maybe there's a song that speaks to your spirit. Like um uh like Doug Usey told us Al Green, so we found him a jam. Okay, but if you listen, Lisa Price gave us a song for her. So if you want a jam, you can get one. Okay, especially if you're a consistent contributor to the show. Like Brittany. Is it's Brittany, Brittany? Is Brittany? Is Brittany? Brittany, Brittany, Brittany Thomas? Is Brittany? Is Brittany? Is Brittany? Brittany? It's your time. It's your time. Yeah. I think I feel like we came up with Crystal's jam. Before. Yeah, but you didn't like it, and now I don't remember it. I didn't like it. Mm -hmm. I probably came up with it. No, Lord Jesus, you didn't come up with it because you didn't like it because I used little. What was she it? gave us a song. Yep, and you didn't like where I. It was too general. You wanted it to come from somewhere else. Uh, maybe that sounds that sounds like me actually. <clears throat> <laughs> that sounds like something I was saying. But Crystal Blake deserves a logo. She deserves a jam. Crystal Blake, we love you, and we rely on you on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I apologize. I couldn't get it to share to my page the way you were accustomed to getting it, but um, but I'll do my best. I'll do better. Um, Brittany, again, I know I read this already, but she said God accelerated this time with yes, the fire emoji. Yes, yes, yes. The Bob, author of Living My Blessed Life. Living My Blessed Life. Living My Blessed Life with she cerebral palsy. And, and don't, don't let, let the, the wheelchair fool you. First off, both of those titles are just cool as heck. And they let you know, <laughs> they let you know, please don't send me any pity. 
because I pity the fool. I'm out here living my blessed life. And wait, 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 wait. I want to make sure everybody heard that. She's written two books. That's right. Okay. Not one. Two. Two. Okay. In the past, I would say year and a half. Two years. Two years. Okay. First book is called Living My Blessed Life with Cerebral Palsy. Okay. Growing up with it. Okay. Living a blessed life. The second book, because some people didn't get the message the first book. So she had to write the second book, which says, don't let the wheelchair fool you. Okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, William Brown says, that sounds like something I would say. Yeah, that sounds like something I would say. <laughs> All right. That's right, Bill. The time Nazi is back. Yes, he is. <laughs> he is. Um, I'm telling you, thank you, Barbara. We you keep on coming, honey. We're gonna have to, we're gonna have to give you a song. We definitely gonna get you a jam, Barbara. And if you already know you is gonna, it raining? It's been pouring all night, baby. And yes. Oh. And Barbara, if you have a um a song that speaks to your spirit or something that you want associated with your name, share it with us and we'll see if we can put it together for something. Right now, I am sure we have about 60, 50 or 60 songs. A lot of much. Yeah. And sometimes we need a um it's all right. I will figure it out. Y'all streaming service. I will figure out y'all streaming services. Okay. Yeah, because you're smart like that. Crystal is smart like that. Okay. Maybe you can help us with our lighting too, because I don't know what happened. We had it figured out at one time, but now it doesn't even matter what color it is. Sometimes you're white, black. I'm not disappearing right now, but we were when the show first started. I wouldn't change. I had on a white shirt today, and I went and I have my light on me and everything. And everything. That's another expression. What's this? Okay, this side is dark for some reason. So we should have had that light on too. Okay, but anyway, we're going to get it figured out. We have a challenge because of the disparagement between our complexions. Not disparagement. I think there is a disparagement. Disparaging you're talking bad about. Something. Well, I'm not talking bad about it. I like your complexion. It's not that you're talking bad about my complexion. I'm saying because of the... the um, because it's another of the word. Differences the difference between yeah. our complexion. She's light-skinned. Lighting And I'm chocolatey-chocolatey. And, and that always messes us up. That always messes up the lighting. Yes. Because we he go. absorbs all the light and I reflect the light and we just have a challenge. But we'll get yeah. it figured out. All In right. the meantime, we'll check you back tomorrow. Tomorrow's Shout It Out Friday. Shout It Out Friday. Come, Come on with it, with your Come websites, with, with your businesses, Post your, your accolades. Your success stories, all that stuff. Shout out somebody else. Absolutely. And come and join us on tomorrow. And while you're at it, don't forget to have sex.